Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira, and much more. Alhamdulillah, nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nastaghfiruh wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyi'ati a'malina man yahdihillahu fala mudilla wa man yudlil fala hadiyala wa ashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lahu rabbil alamin maliki yawmiddin wa ashhadu anna sayyidina mawlana muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh صلى الله عليه وسلم أرسله بالحق بشيرا ونذيرا بين يدي الساعة فأوسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله تعالى الحمد لله وثنك الله وثنك الله وثنك الله الحمد لله وثنكين for the many blessings the blessing of the bodies that we have the food that we eat the children we have the life that we have and the biggest blessing of all the blessing of guidance the blessing that we are amongst those who say la ilaha illallah muhammadun rasulullah the one who allah guides none can misguide him the one who does not have allah's guidance who is it that can guide him we be a witness that allah in his mercy in his gift to mankind not just to the muslims he sent prophets musa alayhi salam isa alayhi salam and he sent the final one be now beloved prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam we be a witness that our prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam fulfilled his mission in the best way he left us the best example as a husband as a father as a ruler in every area of life no better example than the example of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and allah reminds us in the quran ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqati وَلَا تَمُوتُنَّ إِلَّا وَأَنْتُمْ مُسْلِمُونَ Oh, you who believe, me and you, to fear Allah, He should be feared, and to pray that we die, we live and die, except as Muslims. Brothers and sisters, inshallah ta'ala, today I want to share with you a reminder for myself and yourself. A reminder from Surah Yasin. Surah Yasin, we know it very well. And especially when we hear about death of somebody, quickly we say, Yasin, come on, come on, let's recite Surah to Yasin. And like all the surahs in the Quran, so many lessons for us, so many reminders for us from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I want to look at some of the lessons and reminders for us from the 12th verse of Surah to Yasin, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, إِنَّ نَحْنُ نُحْيِ الْمَوْتَ وَنَكْتُبُ مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارَهُمْ وَكُلَّ شَيْءٍ أَحْصَيْنَاهُ فِي إِمَامٍ مُبِينٍ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala starts by saying إِنَّ نَحْنُ نُحْيِ الْمَوْتَ Verily we give life, indeed, certainly we give life after death that there will be the day of resurrection وَنَكْتُبُ and it is recorded, what? مَا قَدَّمُوا what they sent before them. That we today are sending something ahead of us for that day. And you know that day and I know that day, Yom Al-Qiyamah, the day of Hashr, 
وَآثَارَهُمْ And not only we send deeds, the deeds we send, they leave some traces, they leave some consequences, some effects. Let's look at this ayah bit by bit. The first beginning of it, إِنَّ نَحْنُ نُحْيَ الْمَوْتَ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, there is tawkid in this verse, there is emphasis in the Arabic language. Because if you translate it word for word, inna, indeed we, and after inna comes, nahnu, we again. If you translate it word for word into English, it is like saying, indeed, we, we. But in Arabic, the pronoun, the attached pronoun and the separated pronoun are both used. To do what? For tawkid, for emphasis. To say to the people listening to this, it is like saying, indeed we certainly, indeed we will certainly give life after death. Because this is a Makkan surah. And the Quraysh, one of the arguments they used to bring to the Prophet is about Yawm al-Hashr. The day of gathering, the day of resurrection, Yawm al-Qiyamah. And they would make fun. Now what are you saying? We have flesh, we have bones. We are going to become nothing in the grave. And you are telling us we will be put together and raised again. What are you talking about, Ya Muhammad? And in many places in the Quran, Allah reminds them, gives many arguments, many examples. That you walk by a land, the land is brown, the grass is brown, the land is dead for all that you can imagine. And then the rain comes. Even in the desert this happens, even in the desert. I've seen documentaries. You see desert land, you just see sand. And then rain falls once a year, twice a year, and from somewhere a plant grows. From somewhere an animal, an insect crawls out. The two hours before you're saying there's nothing here, this place is dead. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives life to it. So, Indeed, certainly we will give life to you. On that day, even after you are dead. So there is emphasis, first of all, at the beginning of this verse. And a degree of emphasis to convince, to address the doubt that the mushrikeen of Quraysh would bring. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala carries on. وَنَكْتُبُ مَا قَدَّمُوا وَآثَارَهُ Subhanallah. And وَنَكْتُبُ And we record مَا قَدَّمُوا what they send forth, what they send ahead of them, what I send, what you send. Many interesting points in this. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is establishing for us a very clear and important point. That all the actions we perform, naktubu are being recorded right now. Every day, every second. The angels are doing their job, they're recording. Ma qaddamu. And this will meet us in the next life. This is being sent ahead. It's like you're traveling somewhere and you check in your bag. You check in, so on the other side, you collect your bag. This should put in our minds two thoughts. One thought, one idea should be scary. And the other idea should lead us to be optimistic. The scary idea... The scary thought, the scary thing we should consider, I should consider, you should consider, is that every evil that we do in this dunya, 
Everything we did which is haram, everything which goes against the sunnah, everything which disagrees with the Lord of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and his sharia, it's been recorded and we will see it. We will see it. This should scare us to watch our actions. But also there is another side. That sometimes in obeying Allah, in doing good, the Muslim woman wears the hijab in this society, they make fun of her. You're trying to pray at work, maybe it's not so, so easy. You're counting the rulers in our countries, maybe they put you in jail. People suffer in obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But those people should also remember وَنَكْتُبُ مَا قَدَّمُ That what they did, this suffering they incurred in this dunya in order to please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, it has gone ahead. This good deed, never ever ever will Allah leave it to waste. On that day, this will count. And we pray to Allah, these type of deeds will weigh heavily on our scales inshaAllah. So that for the believer is a source of optimism. When things are dark, you're suffering because you're holding on to this deen with your teeth. Because people are against you. Whatever the issue you face in your personal life or in our ummah, you're optimistic. You know without doubt that Al-Rahman, Al-Rahim, the one who is most kind, most just, he will give you your reward on that day, the day of Yom Al-Qiyamah, the day of gathering. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he uses the verb, وَنَكْتُبُ, we write. He did not say, subhanahu wa ta'ala, we know. This is also to emphasize to the owners of the deeds that definitely you will be giving those deeds. Whether they are small or big, when something is important, what do you do? You have an important contract, what do you do? You don't just agree, you say, we've agreed, let us write it down. Let us put it in writing. Allah says, وَنَكْتُبُ The angels are recording it in a scroll and we pray to Allah will be amongst those who will be giving our books on our right hand. The ayah continues, not only are our deeds written, this is very interesting, very interesting. Allah is saying to us, their deeds are written and they will see it. And the effects of the deeds. There is the deeds, the action, and the actions have effects. What is this about? Not only are our deeds recorded, but the effects of those deeds, the consequences. When we pause and we think about it, many narrations, many ahadith of the Prophet remind us of actions and the consequences of those actions. مَنْ سَنَّ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ سُنَّةً حَسَنَةً كَانَ لَهُ أَجْرُهَا The one who established in this Islam, this is a long hadith, that if you establish a practice, you start something, سُنَّةً حَسَنَةً A good deed in line with Islam, which Allah says is good, and other people follow it, you will get the reward and you will also be rewarded because after you, they will be doing that action. You call people to good, you encourage people to good, you order people to do good. And the hadith goes on that if you call people to haram, you call people to the wrong actions, to corruption, after you, and they keep carrying out those actions, you will also get the punishment of this. Many ahadith like this from the Prophet 
telling us that we have to think not only about our actions, but about the consequences of our actions. Our actions affect other people, positively or negatively. Calling them to khair, the good from Islam, pleasing to Allah, calling them to shar, which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said is haram. The teacher affects the students. The students will look to the teacher, listen to the teacher, hear from the teacher, follow the teacher. We as parents, our actions in our homes, our actions outside with our family, with our children, affects them. When I saw the wording in this hadith, man sanna, that each of us establishes a sunnah. I have a sunnah, you have a sunnah in your personal life. The question is, the practices, the sunnah that we establish and people around us follow, is it in line? Is it accordance? Does it fit with the sunnah of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Or are we establishing something new? Are we calling, inviting people to something new? Islam came to change not only the action of the individual, but how the individual affects other people. So when we call for change as Muslims, we want the individual to change, we also want how the individual behaves with other people to change. And there is another point here. The more responsibility and power you have, the more accountable you will be on your al-qiyamah. Because, وَآثَارَهُمْ The ruler in a society, more than the parents, more than the husband, more than the wife, more than the teacher. The rulers, they establish policies. Their policies affect the whole society, the whole country. Sometimes the effect of that policy is not with one generation. It will affect the children's children's children. One policy. This has effects and this will be accountable on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. If you have a ruler that prohibits alcohol because Allah said so, prohibits riba because Allah says so, encourages people to learn their deen and worship Allah because Allah said so, he's strict and applies the sharia strictly because Allah said so, what is the effect of that? People will be more obedient. The means to haram will be close to them. People will be closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The society will be an Islamic society. And that is why in the hadith, the Prophet said what? He told us that there are some people who will be under the shade of Allah on the day when there will be no shade. And he mentions them, he mentions them, he mentions them. And one of them, Imam Adil, the just ruler. You can see how the ruler who applies the Sharia definitely deserves a huge reward from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And what do you have in the Muslim world today? When the rulers leave the Sharia, don't apply the Sharia, you see that the effect in society is plenty. The corruption is widespread. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us from this. The ayah ends, And all things we have taken account in a clear book. Is an interesting verb. In English, the best translation that I like personally, we have enumerated. We have counted it clearly. And where? Allah al mahfud This is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Interestingly, ahsaynahu is past tense, is a Mahdi verb. Naktubu, we write, is a present tense verb, is mudari. 
And the scholars, they look into this and they say, Ah, so you know who is talking about what was written before we were created, which is in the knowledge of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Naktubu is now and in the future. Because the angels writing our deeds, the angels recording our deeds is happening now, will happen tomorrow, until the day the world will end. Brothers, this verb, there's so many gems from it. But there is one take-home message that I have to remind myself and yourselves about. That in this noble verse, Indeed, indeed, Allah will give life to the dead. When we are dead, we will be raised. And what? And we will be shown, we will be given our deeds which were recorded. And we will be accounted not only for the deeds, but the effects of the deeds. What is the lesson here for the Muslim? Surah Al-Yasin addresses various themes. In this surah, Allah addresses Tawheed. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses Risala. That indeed you are amongst the prophets. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala addresses the day of hashr, the day of judgment, the day of accounting. The concept in this verse for us, the lesson, is that resurrection has consequences. Resurrection, the day of judgment, has consequences now. How? We have to live now, remembering we will be accounted. We have to live now, following what is halal. We have to live now, leaving what is haram. We have to live now, doing what is fard. The Muslim has to live by the halal and the haram. The criteria, the way we measure what to do, what not to do, look to the hukum sharia. Ask, is this in the sharia? It is, do it. The sharia says no, leave it. This is how the believer has to measure. This is what it means that we are thinking of the Day of Judgment and connecting it to now. We are weighing our actions before they are weighed. We are asking this question always, what is the hukum? What is the hukum? What is the hukum? Because definitely we will see the action on the Day of Judgment. And this may sound like a very obvious point, but this is not how people judge all the time. In our ibadah, we ask, what is the hukum? People ask the imam on the TV program, Ya imam, if I raise my head before the imam in the salah, is my salah valid? If I don't wash this place in wudu, is my... In the ibadah, in the siyam, in the salah, we ask, what about the family life? What about the community life? What about how the society is run in Muslim countries? In these areas, do we ask? Sometimes no. Sometimes people, they bring a new criteria. They don't do, is it halal or haram? They bring a new way to judge. Like what? Benefit and harm. If I run my business and I sell alcohol, will I get benefit of more customers? Yes. Yes. They drink alcohol in the area, so more people will come to the shop. If I don't sell alcohol, will this harm my business? Yes. Less people will come. So the way he's measuring, is not, is it halal and haram? What did Allah say? My creator, my sustainer. He's looking at benefit or harm. Now we have the issue of student loan. Student loan for the students. The student loan before was different. Now it is clear. It has riba, interest. Very clear. No question about it. Now some parents are weighing up. If my son gets a degree, if my daughter gets a degree, it's a good thing. It's beneficial. Yes. If they don't have a degree, they may not get a good job. Is this harmful? Yes. So the way we start to weigh up, 
We're thinking, will this bring me benefit? Should I do this action or not? This is not the way the believer should weigh up. Sometimes in this society, because this is how people think around us, we think of ends justify the means. If I join the Labour Party and I support the socialists, I will get some benefit in my area. The question you should ask, are you allowed to join socialists? What they stand for, what they call for, is this from your deen? If it is, bismillah. If it isn't, fear Allah. My point is to always question, what does Allah say? The hukum shara is the balance that we use to weigh. And the final example I want to bring is what happens in our countries. This last few days, there have been some terrible pictures from India. One doctor, Dr. Qureshi, he's treating people. He's an eye surgeon. And so many people this year he has to treat because they use pellet guns and the guns go into the eyes and people, it's terrible. And I thought to myself, did you hear one Muslim ruler say, the Indian government is harming Muslims. Should we have relations with them? Should we have good relations? What does Islam say? Allah said something about this. The answer is obviously no. But they will say, is it in the national interest? Is it in the interest of the nation? Islam defines what the interest is. We are Muslims. We will be raised on the day of judgment and our deeds will be brought in front of us. So the warning for me and for you in our personal life, raising our children, in our salah, in every area of life, what to look to has to be what is pleasing to Allah, what is halal, we do it. What is haram, what is displeasing to Allah, we have to leave it. And this is the message from this noble surah in Surah Yaseen. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us those who fear Him, who have taqwa of Him, and who remember the day we will meet him and leave our life following the halal and leaving the haram. Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu taqullaha haqqa tuqati wa la tamudunna illa wa antum muslimun. Or you who believe, we should fear Allah, ask Allah for forgiveness. Akawli kawli hadha wa astaghfirullah. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and seerah are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment, and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about IslamPodcast.com.